think I got it. That's a good intro, by the way. Anyway. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, from All Seasons Studio 306 in Midlothian, Virginia, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, coming full circle with the truth about vaccinations. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Did you wake up on your best behavior? A better question, did you wake up? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben, and let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing today? I am doing very well, Ben. Excellent. Uh, I am. I am blessed to be here in the studio. You know that I've had just a tweak of a a physical ailment, and uh, we don't need to get into that, but I am definitely glad to be here, and I'm awake. That's, yeah, that's yeah. always a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Did, did I awake on my best behavior? Probably not, because I was still working on this physical ailment. So, but I am progressing along uh, and excited because we are going to tap into the high wire today with Del Bigtree mm. and some of his. I'm just going to call them the cast of characters, but uh, not that they're uh, uh, characters uh, nefariously, but. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to get to Jeffrey Jackson, but I just think about everything that they do, and it's been a while since we have tapped into yeah, some of bit. what they have got going on. And uh, another one, you know, Barbara O'Neill is is a, a known hero of mine, and mm-hmm. the other one, you know, is Adam Aaron, not Adam Aaron Siri, right. the attorney that is doing some tremendous work. And still digging, believe it or not, folks, uh, that there are still things in lawsuits going on about injured individuals from the vaccination or the bioweapon or the jab. Uh, so yeah, you know how we feel about that. So, But yeah. they're calling it uh, yeah. on paper the, uh, the vaccine, um, but uh, we know a little bit different. But anyway, there's great stuff that is coming on this particular episode, and I'm excited about getting into it. So... Before we do that, just wanted to officially welcome all of you truth seekers and rock tumblers out there and just all of those across the fruited globe. That's uh, right. I yep. just heard this morning, uh, what are we, 42 countries downloaded us in the last, uh, was it the last week? Last 30 days. Uh, yep. Oh, uh, yep. the last four weeks. Yep, still, 42 countries. That's welcome right. to... All of you that are out there around the globe uh, downloading and listening to us, and it's our pleasure to be bringing you the undiluted truth here in Midlothian, Virginia, and it's a blessing for us to be here. So before we begin, just a reminder to uh, download us, speaking of downloads, uh, on uh, whatever your favorite place to find podcasts are, but uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podvine, Audible, Podbean, and as we say, yeah, more. more. Yeah. Uh, Red Circle is another one that I forgot. Uh, so, but check us out 
like, subscribe. We, uh, we continue to do research, and there's so much going on in this, this darkening world uh, that it's, you know, sometimes it feels like I'm wrestling within myself between the years. It's just, you know, you, you have all of this information coming in. Okay, what's going out? What you going to put out? Uh, and we just tend most of the time to put out what we think is current. Is the corona vaccine or the jab uh, current? Well, maybe not, but, you know, there's a lot of things going on, and it's almost it's almost as if a wave is building, getting ready to crash. Yeah. And we're going to get into some more things here that uh, will help us clearly understand what is on the horizon. So, okay, sounds, well, let's, uh, we're going to get right into it, and yeah. it's going to be uh, Dell Bigtree's voice introducing... Uh, Aaron Siri and his work, and it's going to be in a, a committee meeting that is taking place in, not sure what city, but it was Phoenix, it was Phoenix, was Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. No, it was Arizona. In Phoenix, Arizona. So we're all set to go, Ben? Absolutely. All right. Here we go. First. First, Aaron Siri is going to be live to talk about many things, including his recent appearance in Phoenix, uh, Arizona, discussing, you know, all the issues with the COVID vaccine. Here it was, the novel coronavirus Southwestern Intergovernmental Committee, expert panelists. We're going to just talk a little bit about that, and this is what that looked like. If you're present or tuned in here today, it's because you've been impacted in some way by the pandemic or its policies. The purpose of this hearing is what did we do right, what did we do wrong, and what do we need to fix so we don't do it again? We consume consumer products all day long, like food and water, and nobody needs courses to do it. We only really need to course people when there is questions about safety and efficacy, like COVID-19 vaccines. It's my conclusion that the vaccines, the COVID-19 vaccines, all of them are not safe for human use. That's the reason why people are sick in so many different ways, because it's the first use of a widespread genetic technology that 75% of Americans took. I've been a soldier since 1983, came in under Ronald Reagan. I was one of five doctors to become a Green Beret on active duty. This is not about politics. This is about right and wrong. Black and white, that's simple. I trusted that the COVID vaccine was safe, and I felt like I was just doing the right thing. But now I feel like I was a guinea pig to this terrible bioweapon that has destroyed my body and my life. I've heard this so many times with my soldiers that did take it and ended up in the ICUs and whatnot, and the Veterans Administration would not even look into their cases. So I would imagine, and I'm gonna say as a vax victim myself, um, you feel betrayed uh, by a system that should have been there to step in the gap for you. Absolutely. Leading up to 1986, there were only three routine childhood vaccines. That's it, MMR, DTP, and OPV. And the amount of harm they were causing were so great. And there was so much financial harm they, uh, to the companies from those physical harms to children that all the manufacturers making those products either went out of business or stopped making them. Instead of them having to make a better, safer product, Congress passed the National Childhood Vaccine Act in 1986, which permitted them to continue selling their product irrespective of the level of harm. We can't just skip by that one. Well, you know, no, I mean, no. just like you said, you know, there were only three vaccines out, you know, previously. Right. And these things were causing issues. And what happened? All, all of them either went out of business or 
were, were basically shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you think, all right, we must have better vaccinations now, right? I mean, you it just it should well, be a given. Right? Well, we have more vaccinations. Yeah, we have we have we have a ton yeah. more. We're probably about a thousand percent. Yeah, aren't 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 we more. up to around eighty or something for yeah, kids these days? It is it is insane, but yeah, yeah. But but we can't miss this. And this is Aaron Siri speaking here about this. Here it was in nineteen eighty six. The these comp- companies were given immunity for any injuries. That's right. Now, who in their right mind would do this, especially with the track record that they've had? And but that's where we are. This started in '86, so this is very carefully orchestrated, going back, and and I, and I would say this because let's let's roll it back just a little bit. If we're coming full circle, in 1976 we had we had the That's the disaster right. with the, yep. the swine, swine flu, flu. And, and the vaccine the vaccines that were produced then causing mm-hmm. all kinds of problems, including uh, you know from from uh, uh, Guillain Barre the the paralysis to various parts of the body to death. Right, and everything was shut down then, and the government had to pay out millions, if not billions, of dollars to settle cases. Right. So, how do you get around that? Well, you send this, you send this report into Congress, and they pass a an immunity clause. That's right. Now, basically, what what we've done is we've over here, say back in seventy six, and. and Probably prior, but we knew that very clearly, being the recent past, if you will. Yeah, uh, right. Of of what was happening back then, and it exposed them. These vaccinations aren't good. Never were. Never were any good. Period. And that's been proven by more individuals than just a few. And then, so what do we want to do? We want to ramp it up and have immunity on it. Right. And you you almost have to be a moron to to not know why this you know is is was able to happen. Yeah. And yes, if if you're thinking money, just follow the money. Yes, somebody's mm-hmm. making tons of money, and we human beings are nothing but commodities to them. Do they care? No. And in many cases, we have also some pretty good uh, proof or evidence that. There's a organization, let's just call it part of some of the secret societies, if you will, that uh, that are really all in on population control, eugenics. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with, there are a number of things here, and I, didn't, I did not want to skip through what is going on here. But uh, yes, that's what uh, Aaron Siri is reading, is that here, he's got the 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 dump the, that the House bill number of the whole nine yards when this was passed. So it was 1986, again, right. all, sort of on the on the tail end of all of those cases being settled after the 76 uh, yep. uh, swine right. flu vaccine. So, all right, well, let's continue here with uh, Mr. Siri. They cause. Problem is, not only did Congress give them immunity for the injuries of those three products, but for any future childhood vaccines that are licensed. We look at all of this information. The reason why we're doing all of this is to understand where we get to with the COVID. The COVID-19 vaccine, they also have immunity, but under a separate law called the PrEP Act. There's no other consumer product that I'm aware of that has that kind of immunity. 
Well, it's my honor and pleasure to be joined in studio right now by the one, the only, Aaron Siri. Hey, Del. You know, I watching that video and, and talking about this, I, I think back to when we first met the end of uh, 2016. And at that moment, we started working. We would have to, like, crash the CDC's ASIP meeting. We would, you know, struggle to get onto some sort of speaker, you know, like a microphone for three minutes to talk to a, you know, a health committee or something like that or a Senate, you know, hearing. And it just feels like looking at where we're at now, I mean, you look at this event in Arizona, we have politicians that are now reaching out to you and me and saying we would like to, you know, put a panel around this conversation of vaccines, vaccine injury, health freedom, informed consent. I mean, that is a, a, a huge jump from where we were just a few years ago. Oh, it's a land shift. Um, <laughs> I think that COVID really brought into focus what happens when you take away people's rights to make their own medical decisions. Because once you can't decide whether or not you can or can't take a product and you don't want to take it, pretty much all your rights are gone because you can't leave your house, you can't get a job, you can't go to school and so forth. And I think politicians across the country are really waking up to it and they're hungry for that information. That's that, that Senate Health Committee hearing that you just uh, yeah. played a preview of in Arizona. Sitting to the left of me was the head of the House Health Committee, the deputy head of the Senate Health Committee, and the head of the Senate Health Committee. Yeah, absolutely, six years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, committee hearings like that, inviting um, you know somebody like myself and Dr. McCullough, and you heard the, the staff sergeant um, yeah. uh, talking about COVID vaccine injuries, vaccine injuries, vac the rights to make your own choices. That was not happening. Um, and so it, it, this is happening across the country now, and it's a, it's a wonderful development. Amen. When, you know, what part of it were, were you there to talk about? I mean, so obviously there was a lot of people covering things. So what were they, you know, what did, they, what did you sort of focus on? I was asked to speak about two different things. The okay. first one was informed consent. What is it, right? You inform somebody and then they choose whether they consent, to put it in a nutshell. Right. And how does one go about becoming informed about vaccines? So I gave about an hour something presentation on that, going through some of the things you can look at to get informed, some basic stuff, for example, does the company that makes the product stand behind it? Right. 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 If you if, if somebody make you go to look to buy a car, some you like, what's the warranty? Yeah, well, what's the warranty on this? Right. right? The, step one, and I go through five other steps like clinical trial, post license safety. What are the benefits? The second thing I was asked to talk about was how to safeguard exemptions, because if there's a mandate fine, but if there's an exemption to it, mm -hmm. then you can, you can opt out. So it's like a mandate, no mandate. As long as there's an exemption, you still do have choice. Right. And how do we safeguard that? So I go through- Because for, in Arizona, they still have the, the, their exemptions in place. That's right. They're one of still, uh, when we're talking now about school mandates, because that's typically where the most yeah. uh, mandated medical products are, their vaccines for school. Um, the 45 states still have exemptions that you can check the box for to send your child to school without getting the mandated uh, vaccines for school. You want to get them, this is America, you should be free to do it. But if you don't want to get them, you should have the ability to check the box and say no. Um, and I talked about uh, a number of things that people could talk about with their legislative representatives of why, and, and others in their community, why these exemptions are so important and critical, right. including, by the way, that at least four of the six 
typically mandated vaccines for school, they don't prevent infection transmission in a school setting according to the data and science from the CDC and FDA itself. Not me right. saying it, them saying it. To make somebody take a product that only helps them is one of the most illiberal, rights-crushing things you could do. Maybe I want you to use your asthma inhaler, but I'm not gonna take away your education if you don't. Right. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's right. just punitive to the child. I was, I was hoping today, because we keep talking about these FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act requests, which is a huge body of the work that we have your legal team doing. And it's really sort of that fuse that gets lit that leads to you know, litigation in the future and some of the legal wins we've had. And a lot of this revolving around the COVID vaccine, what's it doing, what are the issues? So I was hoping like you could sort of take us through that, what that process means. Because I think a lot of people just think, well, you write a letter, you send it, and then, boy, you just get the information back. But it doesn't really work exactly that. It's yeah. not that smooth, is it? No, CDC and FDA typically don't send us a thank you note when we uh, <laughs> send them a Freedom of Information Act request, surprisingly. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, as I've said before, uh, you know, the Freedom of Information Act is the law that Congress passed to let us check on those in government that we pay for. Right. They work for us, we pay their salary, and we wanna see what they've been up to. Wow. And so we're able to submit FOIA requests to uh, the executive branch, and, and uh, we've submitted, I think, over 1,700 requests. Wow. Um, that Very are either nice. for mm. ICANN or supported by ICANN to the various health authorities. And, and yeah, you asked me to go through one of those requests uh, today to kind of give a life, track it. A, li a life of, uh, the life cycle of just one request to show how, you know, how that kind of goes about. I think it's not, un it's, it's pretty, it's not, uh, each one has got a different life story, yeah. but this is not out of the ordinary, the, the one that I, we're gonna go through today. Okay, great. All right, uh, so, um, you know, because of the, uh, uh, some of the litigation that we were doing in California to oppose COVID-19 vaccine mandates, we, on um, behalf of ICANN, submitted a number of FOIA requests to the California Department of Public Health, as well as the CDC, regarding a number of issues. Okay, now one of those was a FOIA request on July 16th of 2021, so that's about, you know, se uh, seven months after the rollout of the first COVID vaccine. And what we asked for was for the communications between the CDC and the California Department of Public Health um, relating to cases of COVID-19 vaccine breakthrough infections. So meaning people who got the COVID-19 vaccine and still, then had COVID afterwards. We wanted to COVID. see what those communications look like. We had from other FOIA request responses, a reason to believe that there would be a lot of um, interesting exchanges. Right. Um, two months later, we get back a response from the CDC and that's on September 8, 2021. And the response is, oh, sorry, I, I can't, we, we can't give you uh, any of those communications because there is a, a data use agreement between the California Department of Health and the CDC, they say, that prohibits us from sharing any of those communications. So we said, oh, well, that's, uh, I guess we'll just pack up and go home. <laughs> that's what they're <laughs> hoping for. Right, but we didn't. Uh, we, we did two things. Okay. First, we then FOIA'd the CDC. Now, by the way, how long do they have? I mean, there's, there's, there, is, there are rules to this, right? So when we put in a FOIA request, how long do they have to actually give us what we're looking for? Technically, under the statute, they have a limited time period, but they, that's just to respond to say whether or not they have documents or don't. Our interpretation of the statute, they also have to give us the documents. Theirs is that they don't. They just have to let us know if they have it or if they object. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you could sit around and wait and so forth. And, you know, there's an appellate process. And then if you're not happy with that, you can go to court. 
So how so, long before they have to say something to you? Uh, it's 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 a, a, a few weeks. Typically. Few weeks. A okay. few weeks. So this is even past that few weeks when they finally get back to us. Uh, this was uh, yeah, that was right. It was right within right, the right? right within the time okay. period. It's right. you know about twenty business days, so they they can get in depending on when the business days fall. Okay. So um, they get back. As I just said, they they say we have a data use agreement, so we can't give it to you. So we do two things. First, is we f send another FOIA this time for a copy of the data use agreement, because they didn't give it to us. So we say, hey, let's go. see this data use agreement you say exists. And separately, we appealed the denial on the basis that even if there is a data use agreement, that's not an impediment to you producing the documents because you can't CDC set up a reason not to comply with your FOIA right. obligations. So what, the CDC is always gonna like create some contract that's gonna limit FOIA? No, you can't well, do that. Well, it's a bit like, you know, if you're an employer over mm -hmm. a company and you say, I'm, I wanna see your emails, you're working on a company computer and an email system, it's like, I'm sorry, but me and my desk mate Joe here decided we have a contract with each other <laughs> yeah, that keeps right. you, the boss, from being able to look at our emails, right? I mean, it's sort of like that, right? Like, Kinda like what that. would you guys do that would have power over the fact that you work for me? And that's mm -hmm. essentially what yeah. they're trying to do here. So, uh, <laughs> pretty much, okay. to make the crest of July, right. They respond in September. We do these appeals in October. Then December, the CDC, and, and um, not, you know, this doesn't typically happen, but decides, it tells the appellate department, hey, send us back those requests. We're going to process them. Uh, before the appellate division had a chance to rule on the appeal or before they responded to our other FOIA about the data use agreement, okay? And so they go and they process it. We're like, okay, let's see what they come back. June, finally, here we are. They produced 237 pages in response to our request, asking, again, the request was about um, any communication between the CDC and the California Department of Health about breakthrough infections, meaning you get the vaccine and then there's yeah. a case of COVID in those individuals. So this started in July 2021. We're finally getting documents in June of 2022. Yes. Okay. All right. So it's so, so 11 months. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's better than getting nothing, which is typically what they hope for. Okay. Uh, they also had five pages that they sent to the Department of Defense saying that they have to review those. So th okay. those we don't get, we get the 237. Now, the 237 pages of, of documents, um, you know, we, 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 we read them. <laughs> And they reveal a number of really interesting things and, and, and may even uh, help explain why they didn't want to re reveal them. Right. So the first thing that it showed was an email from March 11th of 2021. So remember, that is just less, that's about four months. Uh, that's about three months, excuse me, after the COVID vaccine was first rolled out in December right. 2020, okay? Right. So we're just a few just months out. Just hitting the ground. Just hitting yep. the ground. Mm -hmm. And the California Department of Public Health tells the CDC, hey, um, we're finding cases of COVID in people 21 days after their second dose COVID vaccine. And, and, and they even say that these are people who we, before COVID, they got the COVID vaccine, we frequently tested and who previously tested negative consistently. So they were testing them, they were always negative. They get the COVID vaccine in 21 days after their second shot. All of a sudden, they're testing positive. What, what's yeah. going on, boom, CDC? Boom. Yeah. And um, what should we do? What do we do with these people? How do we treat them? You know, you're telling, we believe your guidance was, you get the shot, that's it. You're a stop right. to further transmission. 
how do we treat these people that are not having breakthrough infections after COVID vaccine? And this- I just want to pause this for a second because, you know, the, the sad part about this topic right here mm-hmm. is for the long, it seems like for the longest time and the loudest voices we were hearing, we can get back to normal. We can, you know, flatten the curve almost immediately. We can, you know, no need to panic because we have a vaccine. When we have a vaccine, and they also makes you you think historically, vaccines are like, you know, a a, a shield against all viruses, and you'll be fine. I mean, this is why we get the vaccine, guys. Mm-hmm. That's what they're leading you to think, and has been what they are leading you to think. But now in these conversations. It's it's almost common practice, or, or or you know, common to the subject matter that they mention frequently that people that have gotten the vaccine once, twice, three times, they're getting they're getting what they are supposed to be protected from. Exactly. You know, and exactly. and and it's almost become just common. Okay, so then, uh, all right, so what are we going to do about that? And I mean, let's talk about the legal, uh, you know. Uh, uh, ramifications of uh, of all of this, but I, I think it's I think it is important to come out and say, ladies and gentlemen, all across this globe, keep in mind these vaccines that they're talking about and continue to talk about and continue to advertise getting the booster, getting this, and getting two for one, your flu shot and your corona booster, and all of this, they don't work. Mm-hmm. They do not work. Period. I mean, and, and and in addition to that, they are delivering uh, adverse events into your body that can lead to death or permanent disability. Right. And I, I think we just need to break it down to simple. And that's simple. Do you want the vaccine? No. Are we going to get forced to take it? Well, absolutely. And when we roll it back. Okay, well, who wins in all of this? The the patient doesn't win, you know. And I don't even know if the federal government wins unless they're getting kickbacks from the companies. Uh, wow. But the, but they are they are basically the enforcing uh, mechanism of all of this because they're going to see to it that if you don't do the you know this or if if you don't do that, you're going to be punished if they mandate these things. So when you blow it all back. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all throughout history. Who wins? Well, it's yeah. the it's it's the one making the product that's getting the money, you know. And I can tell you, if I was a, you know, if if, if I was a thief, a crook, uh, 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 you know, a, a Bernie Madoff kind of person, I would I would hijack some of these vaccines and and sell them black market, and I'd make a killing, you know. But people could die. Well, of course, no. There's nobody involved in making these things. I would hope, if if you actually cared and you were being quiet, we all know that you're just as guilty. Then, if if you know what's going on, you're not you're not standing right. up. Yeah. But that's what's going on. I mean, ultimately, I mean, we're listening to what's going on, and God bless, you know, guys like Aaron, Siri, because he's in there, and guys, you know. I know many of us when we were when we were kids. Oh, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be you know whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, some some things that go on in the courtroom and in in law can be very mundane, sort of boring. But and and that's why I wanted to interject here was is because this is not complicated. And they're talking. They're just trying to get 
hey, we know people have got you know vaccine and they're getting the the virus. Right. What is being done with this? Yeah. Have you figured out why? Are you doing you know so and and they're only taking one little thing. They're only taking took vaccine, got virus. They're not. Ta- that's as far as they're going. And that's bad enough, you know. Yeah. Well, I found it interesting that the the California Department of Health actually knew on uh, at least a few of those cases that hey, these people have been coming in and they've been tested negative, and then all all, all, like way all, up all through a whole year <laughs> yeah. of quote COVID, and then all of a sudden twenty one days or whatever after they take your vaccine. They've got COVID. What, that, what's going on here? And getting, so yeah. yeah, so that that was like, well, I got to give the Department of Health out there a little bit of kudos there to to at least acknowledge that much and, and try and get yeah. that back to the CDC and say what's going on. Well, it's interesting so, because a lot yeah. of th- a lot of things are are acknowledged in the in the dark of night, but right, but who who's hearing it? You know. Yeah, potential potential victims. Or, oh, I'm sorry, potential customers to the vaccine. Mm, uh, mm. They're not hearing this stuff, you know. Right. So, okay. Quickly, we'll get back and we'll wrap this session up here. CDC's response is extraordinarily telling. On March 15, 2021, they say, "quote We would recommend that those individuals be treated as infectious." End quote. Okay, meaning. Treat them right. as if they can be transmitters. Wait a second. <laughs> can the you news believe this? Telling us all it stops with you. This protects everybody around you. Big guilt trip if you don't take it. You're not protecting everyone around you. But they're telling California those people are probably infectious. Look out. You know, treat yeah. them as other infectious. And and you know that was March 15th. March 29th. Uh, you know the CDC director, to your point, gets on national TV and says. You know, um, Rochelle Walensky. Uh, here's the quote. Um, it says data from the CDC studies suggests that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. End quote. Well, really, I'm not. That's not what the real world data from California is showing. Absolutely. It gets not. worse. <laughs> May 10, 2021. There's another SOS email from the California Department of Health to the CDC, and it's saying. Not only are we seeing infection, we're seeing hospitalizations and death among the vaccinated. Um, and it even provides a survey. So this, you know, the California Department of Health emails the CDC and says, quote, we have what we think is an unusual outbreak of COVID cases, including hospitalized and fatal cases among fully vaccinated residents of an assisted living facility, end quote. And in the summary chart they provide, and this is the part that's really concerning, should have been. It should have been jaw-dropping with the CDC, and, and you'll see they, they responded in a way that makes them feel uh, realize it was. In one instance, the nursing home had 50—the the, 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 the situation that the California Health, Department of Health was writing about, yeah. it was a nursing home with 50 people. 26 of them got COVID. 25 of them had been vaccinated at least with two shots, and at least 26 days had—the uh, time period had elapsed wow. after the second shot. Here's the incredibly concerning part. Of those 25 people that are fully vaccinated, 50 to 60% of them had symptoms and ended up, as they pointed out, hospitalized, and two of them died. Think wow. about that. Wow. Right? So this whole idea that at Give least it, if it right? doesn't, it's protecting you from hospitalization and death, 
And now they have proof and evidence that that is not necessarily the case. So, no, it's not the case. And, you know, yeah. it, it just breaks my heart to see these older people, you know, and, and most of them don't even have an advocate. And they're just being rolled up there on their wheelchairs or up there on their walker. They're getting jabbed. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they're getting sick. And we, you and I both know, Ben, that they're not getting the proper treatments to keep them alive. And, you know, let's face it, you know, a virus is a virus. You know, a pneumonia or, you know, for older people can be serious. Absolutely. You know? But on top of that, they weren't even getting the proper treatments in most cases. I'm not going to say in all. I can't say that. But but in most treatments, in, in most cases, they were not getting Treatments. So you look at this. Hey, before I got jabbed, you know, even in the nursing home, I'm I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. Now we got to line up and get the vaccine. Okay, boom, you get hit. Boom, you get hit again. Now all of a sudden, all these people are getting sick. Now we got they they have to be treated as infectious, mm-hmm. uh, which makes no. Well, if you know the. If you know what's if behind it, it if all. If it was a real vaccine. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Or, or well, no, I, I think most of them think it is a real vaccine, and it's and it's and it's high technology and the whole nine yards. Well, yeah, they think, but it's put, but it's nowhere yeah. near it. Even the so-called, we went through this before. Remember, we when we did the study on just the 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 flu vaccine. Yeah, there was yeah. there was about three uh, three to four years. There was about twelve hundred deaths. Yeah, total. Total. Yeah, and were we being? Told that was that information being shared? Was no. was the was the uh, informed consent when you go to get your flu shot? Oh, by the way, just want to let you know that uh, last year three hundred some people died because of this. No, so I mean, you know, yeah. we're only talking about one vaccine here, but I mean, we all know that basically by studies, none of them are worth the paper that they were that they were diagrammed on or written on and then the, or the lab that they were uh, uh, manufactured in it it just but we're finding more and more now and i guess now it's like we now have you know Dell says well so now we have the proof mm-hmm. well golly days yeah. ladies and gentlemen um haven't we had enough proof to put some people in jail and we you know uh but i i i want us to look at this and not to forget because I saw a statistic the other day that was in a headline that said one out of every four individuals knows someone that died supposedly of COVID. Mm-hmm. One one out of every four. Wow. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a crime within itself. And you know that that took me right back to okay. We've got over thirty thousand uh, professionals, uh, uh, doctors, lawyers, immunologists, uh, vaccinologists that are wanting crimes against humanity uh, charged for those individuals mm-hmm. who allowed that or intentionally did that so that they could say it was COVID. Right. So we're going to intentionally make them a little cocktail that'll kill them, and then we'll blame it on COVID. Right. That's the kind of mindset. That's the kind of those are the kind of people that that we are dealing with here. And there again, we go right back to the beginning. This is a battle between good and evil. It, mm-hmm. it really is definitely. And you're seeing it played out. And in some cases, it's it's like some of these people are actors because they are not portraying what they really are doing. Mm-hmm. Or what they really believe in. So, 
But good yeah. stuff. Good to get back in there and dig into this stuff here with uh, Dell and, and Aaron Siri and those guys. And I oh, think yeah. uh, that was good. We'll we'll wrap uh, we'll wrap this segment up, and I think the next one we might even get into some. Good old Jeffrey Jackson. Ooh. Yeah, Jeffrey's right. got this. I, I like Jeffrey because he's got a ton of, of, of uh, 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 not not surveys, but uh, documents of um, research. That's, that's what I was looking at. Okay. Research, yes. research or, or just documents that have been uncovered. Uh, but it's, it's, right. it's all in black and white, and I guess that's what I, I like about old Jeffrey. So, all right. Well, Ben, let's, uh, let's wrap this one up. We'll have a word of prayer as we close. Father in heaven, Lord, we, once again, we do thank you. We thank you for all of those out there listening. We thank you that we can be here in this studio and on this platform delivering truth and getting messages out to all of these that are seeking truth. We ask for special blessings upon all of them. Give them some may be ill. Some, you know, we had mentioned that all of us know someone that has either died or is ill. Maybe there are some out there that are 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 planning on getting the vaccinations, or God forbid, giving the vaccinations to their children. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit intervene with these families and these individuals that truth be found. And give them the strength to stand up for what is is right and what is truth. And Lord, sometimes we know that's not easy. So as we continue on this journey of seeking your undiluted truth, give us peace, give us wisdom, give us understanding, and give us strength. And as always, as we part ways, we pray that every intent of our thoughts be pure. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless you.